Product Coffee, a podcast where product management leaders share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. So I think, well, with startups in general, when you're at a small employee count, your leadership team is kind of like your founding product team, right? So they have all this you know, they built the thing, they've ideated, they, you know, they designed it, they have all the context and they have the vision and, you know, and that's why you're there is to help them kind of continue to grow that thing. Um, and so there is always a good, there is a level of involvement from that leadership team that should always be there in a sense. Um, but it's the right level of involvement in, in the balance, because you don't want to, micromanage. You don't want to uh, um, not empower your team. And so I think it's like a dance, like you're, you're kind of <laughs> figuring that out as you go along, especially with all of the other um, variables as you kind of grow the product. And so I, I think there was a good article that, that explained Slack's product management a little bit. Um, and that was that was a good uh, realization that I had and, and mapped it to how we worked here um, at Shop and Gives. But it, it's very important and it's actually a, an advantage to have leadership lean in early on in a project for scope, uh, maybe considerations, maybe vision, maybe crafting that project, and then kind of you know let the PM drive the rest of the thing. And I think that's where where does that handoff and transition happen where it's like you have that healthy amount of involvement and information and then let them kind of just run with it. It's like, how do you ask the the PMs or the the people you're asking to build these things? How do you give them the right context so that they know exactly what the problem is or, you know, have the right context to go and figure out the problem and solution and and get through that whole life cycle. Um, So we're okay. Let's, where do you think the dividing line is between like, Hey, we're, we're involved and it's a good thing versus we're involved yeah. and it's kind of not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good question. Um, and I think that's something we're still trying to figure out because there's some areas where like, Oh, that was great. We got the right context, you know, um, we have what we need and we feel confident in it. and then we get going a little bit on a project and then they kind of lean in again and like, no, that's not what I wanted or not, you know, Oh, what about, you know, there's missing context that um, we didn't have that now we have. Um, And, and that leaning in and and adjusting uh, our start to the project, it's almost like a false start. We're like, ah, man, like we almost had it. We are almost there. Like we can, we can keep going. Um, And so I think, I think the right to answer your question, the right level of involvement, is something you have to feel out for the team and the leadership, the leader on the team, right? So it, it's a balance of getting that right information of, you know, what, what, what's in your head as a leader. And I think humans are solution oriented. So they're always going to kind of say, I want this, or I want this, or it should do this. But it's the product's job and the product team's job is to extract that intent from their solution get to that intent and make sure we solve for that intent. 
even question it if we need to, right? And so there's that balance of being able to push back to a CEO or to a leadership team, but a healthy balance and doing that constructively and not um, uh, defensively, right? I think that's a balance too, because they are looking to collaborate with a team. Like they've hired the team, they want to collaborate and you on the team just want to get shit done. And and it's very hard to kind of, those they don't, they butt heads a little bit if you guys don't have the right mindset going into it. So setting agendas, setting, setting best practices, setting a process around this collaboration might help in those cases, but yeah. Of course, I muted myself. Yay, Zoom. Um, <laughs> I, I completely agree with that. And one of the, so I'll kind of give you this scenario. I'm curious how you, how you would have mm-hmm. approached this. So over the last couple of weeks, we, you know, we've always kind of maintained the e-commerce strategy, documents, presentations, et cetera. Um, the company made a pivot, decided to like refocus efforts on what we we're doing and basically asked us, hey, how can we go faster? How can we get into that like startup energy? How can we, how can we move these things along? Right. We just finished hiring all of the teams that we were in there. So we kind of felt like, hey, now is the time. Right. And there was kind of a, a martial call to all hands on deck. So we kind of mm-hmm. rallied the, the troops. Procrastinator kind of, roadmap. <laughs> what's that? No, it's like the procrastinator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, hey, you know, we're we're all here, right? You know, let's all do this. And so over the course of time, it was like, well, hey, we need to see what we're doing. We got to break it down. We got to break it down, break yeah. it down. And between Excel sheets, there's Google Sheets, documents, um, Miro boards, whatever you can do. We kind of did everything, mm-hmm. but it kind of just kept going. How do we visualize it this way? How do we use AHA? How do we use JIRA? How do we use, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm. And I'll kind of tell you where I ended up with it was that we kind of had a, I don't know, come to Jesus moment a little bit in a, you know, thing that says, what, you know, what really is the issue? And I said, well, we just have to get out of our team's way. You know, we're sitting here at this management level kind of ruminating about mm. what the priority should be and what the order and are the initiatives too big and are, what are the initiatives? Meanwhile, all the people on the squads are just, knocking some things down (laughs) right you know they're taking that iterative approach and so for for us what i realized is that it was kind of a a disconnect between slt wanted to have the granularity of seeing what the teams were doing you know on almost a day you know on almost a short-term basis you know what's on the roadmap how can we be sure that you know that's there and i was like okay well that's really actually a different question Right. Like that's not, you know, that's not a, uh, there's a problem with the strategy. That's not really, there's a problem with this or that. That's really more of a, we need to communicate in a way that's better and more transparent. And we need to get you guys involved in that process. So ultimately what we ended up deciding to do is um, Fridays, we're going to do demos of what the team has been working on on the week. So we can Mm -hmm. get that kind of energy back up. And on Mondays, you know, so that's going to be today um, doing that 15 minutes and uh, leading charge. Um, and then on Mondays, we're going to do roadmap reviews, you know, by team. We're just going to say, hey, here's what we're doing now. Here's what we're doing next. Here's what we're going after that. And in our case, like, you know, so I said, to me, that felt like more of a communication issue rather than a strategy or a priority issue. It just felt more like a people want to have the confidence that we are truly breaking things down into meaningful methods. Well, maybe 
Yeah. So, so why, why did they want that level of granular detail? The, you know, the answer that I can think of, and this is probably the truth, the truth is uh, it's probably twofold. We've been trying to focus on some of these spaces for a while and some of them are moving and some of them are not. Mm. And when some of them are not moving, you ask yourself the question, why, 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 why we want to see some motion. And then I think the second thing is that as a company, you know, the bigger you get, sometimes you start slowing down and Mm -hmm. that slowdown happens. You know, I was talking to a few small startups just yesterday and the reality is that they're not dealing with the same things that we are, right? They're in the same space. They're building a browser extension. It looks awesome. And they're just like, yeah, we're going to hack code out for this in like four days. It's going to be sweet. And we're like, okay, cool. But, you know, you guys are, you know, 15% of the amount of users that we have on our extension. You guys don't have to deal with fraud. You haven't been giving cash back away for a long period of time. You know, there's a, you don't have some of the antique systems that, you know, run behind any company that's eight years old. So obviously, like we want to move at that speed, but when I think you see that, you kind of go, "Wait, why aren't we doing that? How can we do that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's. There's some great points in there. Um, yeah, probably a lot. My, of- my, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, no, no go for it. Yeah. <laughs> my initial reaction to that, and that might have been at a on the onset, but the you know, it would be more strategic of like more strategic question, right? As into they want to see the granular detail because they don't think that that's getting done right. Right. Yeah. Uh, was my, my thought initially. And then that there's a misalignment on the strategy because there, if there was alignment on the strategy, then it's just executing on the strategy. Or maybe there's not a misalignment on the strategy, but maybe they're wanting to pivot the strategy or realizing, like you said, that it's not generating results as much as they wanted to. And how could they change that? I think this actually was really more of an execution on the strategy. Execution, yeah. Yeah, because in this particular case, like revisiting before and after the, you know, before and after the three weeks of recutting everything, the strategy didn't really change. The only thing that changed was our ask for teams to look at things critically and break, go, hey, let's not think about four week initiatives or five week initiatives. Let's think about what we can do today, what we can do Mm -hmm. tomorrow. How can we deliver incredibly iteratively? And, you know, as they say, um, how can you eat an elephant, you know, bit by bit. Yeah. And I think that was kind of really what was going on as they were kind of looking at, you know, we just got all these teams set up. We've got everything in place. How can we execute? Right. Yeah. I think, um, like you mentioned too, with your, with a larger company, a lot of developers at this point, yeah, you have a lot of people contributing to this, um, code base and it is not as modular, right? I mean, you guys are probably still dealing with the monolith and having to deal with that versus microservices probably never is never going to go away. (laughs) And so like, you know, getting engineers up to speed, understanding, you know, documentation helps with that. Um, I mean, over the last, you'll find this interesting. Over the last two months, we've had four new EMs, or sorry, three new EMs on our, just on my subgroup alone. 
Yeah. Wow. Three out of three out of four squads. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. And then not yeah. including that another whole new team. Yeah. As you said, every it's like all new within the last two months. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like all, all these people, I mean, two months, right? You, you got to get onboarded. You got to learn and you got to try something out. And that maybe there's things in experiments you can run and, you know, that aren't tied to your specific code base um, to be a little bit more nimble. But then when you integrate, right, like that's going to take some time. Um, but yeah, that's, it, I would say that growth plateaus a little bit in, in terms of like, you're out of the hockey stick, right? Now you're kind of just slow growth. And the only way to hockey stick is to um, do something completely different, right? Which is not in the wheelhouse at the moment for e-commerce, right? Like that's part of the beast. So to do something completely different, like you'd have to, you know, get out of that code base and be independent and then try something like a new product market fit to then explore. Right. Um, which could be a strategy, but it's more risky. Right. But then that's how you can kind of get back to that hockey stick style growth, but it's yeah. a, it's a challenge. That is yeah, but in terms of, oh, sorry, go, go ahead. No, no, go for it. Ken. I was just saying in terms of that leadership involvement, I think, having that like process or way to discuss and align on strategy. Um, that has been an experiment on my side that I'm trying to figure out and dial in because we have a lot, we have a very involved leadership team and in a good way um, at many times it's constructive, but it's it also other times it, it can be more micromanagement. And, and it's not the intent, but it, it, you know, with, when you're obsessed and and passionate about projects and and product, and that tends to be the case. And so how do you, my challenge has been, how do you collaborate on strategy in a way that's productive and not, and, but then also trust your team to act on the strategy. Right. But it's hard to do that when, you know, they're new employees or they haven't seen the results yet. And like, there's so much uncertainty and now there's all these other variables. Like it's not an easy task, but like, it is something, it's almost like jumping off a ledge, right? Like you have to, you have to jump off the ledge and trust and see the return. And like more often than not, you would be impressed with the results. And I think it's hard because leaders at the end of the day, they're all people, right? They're all just individuals and they're all doing the best they can with what they, with what they uh, have. And um, it's hard to trust as much, especially at that scale that you guys are at when there's probably these new individuals that they just don't even, you know, they don't interacted with as much or they, they don't, they haven't built that trust with yet. Yeah. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think I'm still trying to figure it out and, uh, coming back to like, what is the right process? But I think there is some healthy involvement of like inception of product or before you start in the discovery phase and then kind of closing it out in the end phase. So not involved in the middle in implementation or execution, that's where the trust comes in. But then kind of, you know, it's that kind of, uh, it's uh, funny is um, beginning in the end, but one of the things I'd call out and to this point is just Hey, you know, everybody product managing is not just product managing your product. 
you need to yeah. take the same philosophy and you need to apply it to everything that you do, right? With leadership, right? Are, are we doing the, do we have the right process? Are we willing to test our hypothesis and iterate on it? Are we going to ask for mm-hmm. feedback, right? Ask for feedback from our stakeholders. Are they going, are they happy with the way that we're communicating? Okay, maybe not. Let, what's the issue? Let's yeah. dive into it. Let's fix it. You know, I think that's kind of the, if there's one thing I learned through, you know, rewatching this probably for the second or third time at Ibotta at this point is just that there isn't a one size fits all solution. And I think that's probably whenever we start this cycle, we tend to go, Hey, we did X successfully over here. What if we did all (laughs) the things that made X successful and we did them over here with Y and that's the first, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a great place to start. But then you have to really take a step back and go, okay, but is that going to work? Are those documents, are those template use, templates that we're using going to work? Are those presentation structures, those meeting cadences? And you have to be willing to kind of clear the deck and say, are we getting out of this what we need to be getting out of it? And try, thing, and try something new. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I love uh, retrospectives or uh, postmortems on process. I mean, I think that needs to be done more and more. Um, I love doing like surveys and uh, uh, figuring out like what are the pain points on the team and trying to help with that. I think you, you setting aside a regular cadence to reflect on process is good, especially after those kind of um, in, like stressful moments, right? But, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap it up here. What, uh, um, any homework you have to give to the listeners? I think kind of to my last point, right. Uh, and to Kevin's point, as we've talked about kind of the situations that we've gone through, you know, or even recently, and the whole thing that we get back to is process. And we mm-hmm. kind of were saying retrospectively here, you know, if we kind of landed on the end of it, which is be willing to question your process just as much as you're willing to question your product. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And I would say, um, share as much as you can, uh, comments on, a, on the episode, like in the product coffee community, any way that you learned successfully to work with your leadership team, um, and help others learn from your experiences, uh, would be great. So, um, awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, rate review subscribe on all the podcast platforms um follow us on linkedin and uh, thanks for joining us today so go level up